Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. Chuck, Chuck, I do not get that. Why why are you guys like, woohoo, what's happening? Nothing is happening yet. Oh my goodness. They keep doing this to me, I don't know. Well, good morning, everybody. Are you guys glad to be here this morning? I am so excited because I believe nothing is by accident. Phil said, now we know what is the most or less attended service and it's it's this Sunday after Christmas or they're gonna miss out I'm sorry I'm sorry they're gonna miss out but you guys are here and I'm excited because I've been praying and asking God Lord what is the message for all of us this Sunday and God gave me one no actually he gave me two no three that's how good our father is amen let's pray Father in heaven, we are so thankful because nothing is by accident. And the reason why we are here is because you first love us. Thank you for this opportunity that we can come together before your presence and worship and enjoy your presence. And right now as you prepare our hearts, Lord, for your word, search us and speak to us, Lord. that your words be my words I pray Lord God that your word would change our hearts it would renew our minds that our lives would be changed forever we would leave this place changed more like you Jesus all for your glory in Jesus name Amen how about another clap of praise to the Lord? If you're glad you're being, you're here. Woo. So, uh, we did all the Christmas series. So, let me see if you guys are, are good in remembering. We started with, with the promise, and then the presence, and then the purpose, and then the provision. And last Christmas Eve, we had a party. party. Just by a show of hands, who was here last Christmas Eve? Awesome, awesome. And all the kids were here too. They were partying. Can I tell you guys this? Somebody had this idea to use those confettis. Somebody. I'm not going to say who. And I felt really bad because I'm, I'm not cleaning that. That's a lot of mess. And somebody came up to me after the first service. They go, whose idea was this? This is a lot of mess. I go, I know. But I'm not cleaning that. But guess what? After the two services... I was with Phil and Kaylin and the rest of, of Pastor Mark, uh, yeah, Pastor Mark's family. We were cleaning it. Yeah, we were cleaning it. All for the Lord, right? So, after a party, what happens? Life gets back to normal. And that could be good, you know? Who wants their life normal again? Raise your hand. Normal means everything is in the right place. The Christmas tree is put away. All the Christmas decorations are gone. I think Kim has done that already in advance. She's very good at that. And, and, and you know, laundry's done. <laughs> Dishes are, are 
all gone. That's normal, right? And no one is sick. Everybody's healthy, right? And by the way, um, Pastor Mark is not here. He's in Turkey, so we're not going to... Uh, he's not here. But I, I was wishing that my family was here. My girls wanted to be here, but Grizel has been sick. And uh, um, she said last night when I was talking to her in bed, she's like, Daddy, are they going to record this? And I go like, what do you mean? You preach, are they going to record this? I go, I, I don't know. Well, they better be, because I want to hear you preach. <laughs> so I said, I, I think... Anthony is taking care of it, right? Everything, everything has to be in the right place and life is normal again. But the truth is, it's not. It's not normal. Someone's sick. You just heard Peter said, like, he had a rough week. Can't turn on his car. (laughs) You guys are probably missing some stuff that you're trying to look for and you can't find it. You know, all these stuff is happening. And why? Why are all these stuff happening? If you have your Bibles, please open your books to Ephesians 6, verse 10. Ephesians 6 verse 10. Let me read. Finally, brothers, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take up or take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against authorities, against the powers of darkness, of this dark world against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckle around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the uh, readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. 16. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. 17. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Amen. So as praying God what's the message and and God said like just just remind him of of my word that they keep forgetting okay and what is that God you know when I first came to the United States of America from the Philippines I don't wear seat belts because in the Philippines we don't wear seat belts tough men don't wear seat belts seriously I mean wh- why do you have to wear seat belts you know, but when I came here, I guess it's it's the law, right? And, and if, if if you're caught not wearing it, you get a fine. But honestly, we still forget to wear a seatbelt. Actually, these past two days, uh, we we went out for a quick grocery and and we saw some traffic signs, 
in, in honor of Star Wars, Yoda says, Buckle up. You must. Did I do that right? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm trying so hard here. And then the other one, like, Dixing and driving. Path of the dark side. It is. And then you have commercial that says, buckle up because it might save your life. What do you mean, might save my life? <laughs> it's not a guarantee that it will save my life. <laughs> no, but you still have to buckle up. We know this. And yet we forget. What we just read, the word of God says, put on the full armor of God. Let me say that again. Put on the full armor of God. Yeah. This is not a recommendation. It, it's, it's not even a suggestion yeah. or an option. God is not saying, hey, hey, if you feel like it, if you're comfortable, or, or whenever you're in the mood, or when you're feeling well, when you're having a great day, when you're partying, no. God says, put on the full armor of God. Not a little part of it, not just the shoes, not just the helmet, but all of it. If you have um, kids like I do, uh, I know Pastor Kevin practices his preaching with, with, with his kids too. I get to practice my, my, my sermon with the girls. So I was talking to them while driving them to school. I said, so girls, what is an armor of God? What is it? Is it made out of metal? And, and of course they go like, it's got to be stronger than metal, dad. It's got to be. It's got to be. And they're right. You know, they're smart because they got that from their mom. <laughs> and I said, well, well can, you, can you just wear little bits and pieces? No, no. If you just wear little bits and pieces, you're as good as dead. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're as good as dead. How many of us are walking every day not wearing the full armor of God and yet we're just strolling along, happy. Woo! Everything is perfect. Everything is good. But are you wearing the full armor of God? Why do we have to wear the full armor of God? Because life is never normal for anyone who is following Jesus Christ. You know why? You're constantly in warfare. We just read it. We are at war. You're an easy target if you're not wearing the full armor of God. So whether you like it or not, God is commanding you to wear it every single day, day and night. Don't take it off. Do not take it off. Because if you take it off, you're as good as dead. The enemy, the enemy's coal, which is Satan, is not to give you a bad day. He's not 
It's not his goal to just give you a hard time. Can somebody tell me what's his goal? John 10.10. The thief, the enemy, only wants to steal, kill, and destroy. That's his mission. That's his mission. You got to remember this. If you're having a bad day, that's just the start. If you can't figure out something, if you're angry, if you're bitter, okay, if you're tempted to do something crazy that is not in line with the will of God, that is just a start. Because the end of that is the enemy wants you dead. He wants you banished. He wants you gone. Are you wearing the full armor of God? I'm like thinking about this, the full armor of God. Okay, I'm wearing it, God. I'm wearing it. What am I supposed to do? I'm waiting for your orders, God. And he says it right there. Stand firm, Richie. Stand firm. There were some of us like, oh, this is so heavy. I'm going to sit down. <laughs> I'm going to sit down. When you sit down, you're not ready. I think I drank a lot of water. I, I need to use the restroom. But I'll be back, Lord. <laughs> oh, I miss breakfast. I'm a little hungry. Can I grab some snacks and I'll, I'll, be, I'll be back? No, no. God is saying stand firm. Where you are is where God wants you to be. Let me say that again. Where you are is where God wants you to be. And he's saying stand firm. The full armor of God is not really designed for offense. It's really more of designed for defense. You're probably thinking like, really? Hmm. How you wish, or how we wish sometimes, we know when, when the enemy is attacking us, right? Like the Bible describes the enemy as the angel of light, or he disguises himself as the angel of light. This is the same enemy who tricked Adam and Eve to eat of the forbidden fruit. This is the same enemy who, 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 who prompted and tempted Judas Iscariot to betray Jesus Christ. This is the same enemy who was trying to tempt Jesus Christ when he was in the wilderness trying to fasting and praying can you guys remember with, with, with the three temptations what was the first one help me out because Jesus was hungry so, so Satan showed up and he said like Jesus I know you have the power I'm paraphrasing this Jesus I know you have the power to change these stones into bread come on do it and what did Jesus say it is written man does not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Jesus, uh, Jesus used his word. And then Satan didn't back up or back out. He kept trying. Tried second time around. What did he say? Well, I, I also know, it is written too, that if you jump off this cliff, the angels will catch you. So do it. What did Jesus say? It is written. You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. 
Did Satan give up? One more try. Led Jesus on top of the mountain. Top of the mountain. And what did he offer Jesus Christ? You see all this? The whole world, everything that your eyes could see. I will give this to you, Jesus, if you bow down to me and worship me. And what did Jesus say? It is written, you shall only worship the Lord your God. Now, if Satan is tempting Jesus Christ, why, didn't, why wouldn't he tempt us? He will. If he wasn't successful in targeting and tempting Jesus Christ, we're next in line. Tell somebody, you're next. Now, don't be scared. If you're wearing the full armor of God, you have nothing to be scared about. Amen? What are you supposed to do when you're wearing the full armor of God? Stand firm. And just we just sang it earlier. The battle is the Lord because God is the one who is fighting for us. Praise God. So I was telling this to the girls and I said, that's the message. And they go like, that's it? I go, I think that's it. That took me like 10 minutes. I think that's a good message. What do you think, Pastor Kevin? <laughs> By the way, I got to tell you this. The last time I preached, I was so nervous. My heart was just like, but for some reason today, I'm at peace. I don't know why. No, actually, I know why. Because I'm with the family of God. You guys are, you guys are family. And um, somebody told me too, Richie, when you're up there, just have fun. You know, it, it's your family. And, and, and don't be nervous. Just be yourself. Yeah. And I, from time to time, I, I, I like feedbacks from people. And somebody said like, Richie, but you, you got to change, you gotta change the, the tone of your voice. Because it gets monotonous sometimes. So you've got to modulate, modulate a, little, a little more. Kind of like Pastor Kevin does. He like, modulates his voice. So I talked to, uh, to Steve. Like he could help me out with the modulation a little bit. You ready? Yes. What? What do, you, what do you? Okay. So that was the low part. Now this is the high part. This is like the Pastor Mark Warren's, you know. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Oh, he's gonna kill me when he finds out. <laughs> Seriously, guys. All right, enough of that. <laughs> this is too much. <laughs> I told my girls that, and they go like, no, that's a bad idea, Dad. You're going to lose your job. So I go like, God, is that it? Remind them to wear the full armor of God. And Jesus said, this more, Richie. I want you to, to remind them that when they wear the full armor of God, number one, when you wear the full armor of God, God will remind you who you belong to. 
Yesterday, my in-laws brought some videos of the girls when they were little kids. It was good. I can't believe how cute they were. Now they're not so cute. <laughs> because they fight a lot. You know? And, and you can understand if you're a parent. And I have a confession to, to make here. And, and please don't judge me. When they were little, and they fight a lot, okay, I've, I've used the timeout, I've, I've, I've used, you know, them standing in the corner, or, 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 or no, no fun for an hour, but th- that didn't work. And for some reason, okay, please don't judge me, okay, I've used this line, well, if you guys are going to keep being bad, I'm going to return you to your real dad. I know it. Isn't that terrible? And I only say that when Kresselin's not around. I'm wise enough to not say that when she's around. So about two years ago, and that was the last time I've used this, about two or three years ago, I think. Everything was good until, for some reason, they had this tiny argument and I got so irritated and I told him girls I'm that's it this is this is it you, you guys push me to the limit you're going back to your real dad and Carissa started crying Rizelle started crying I said go ahead pack up your, st- your stuff I'm, I'm, I'm calling your dad and they're crying there's no daddy no daddy Carissa didn't move. She just stood there. Rizal looked at me and she said, you don't have to call my real dad. And I said, excuse me? I said, you don't have to call my real dad. Why is that? I will call him. I will call my real dad. And I go like, ooh. All right. All right, you know where the phone is? Go get it and call your real dad. You're leaving tonight. I know, Kim is just saying, oh my goodness. This is bad. She picked up the phone. I think I was doing the dishes. And I'm like thinking, she is really calling her dad. Like, ooh. But also I'm thinking, like, she's probably pretending. The next thing I know, my phone rings. My cell phone rings. And I looked at it. And I picked it up. And I said, hello? And she says this, you're my real dad. When you put the full armor of God, you know who you belong to. You belong to God. The enemy will tell you different things. The enemy will lie to you about that. The enemy will say that you don't belong to God. You belong to the darkness. You belong to Him. But if you put your, put your faith in Jesus Christ, you belong to God. Amen? 
John 15, 15. I'm sorry, First John 4, 4. It says, But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over those people. And the people that he's referring to here were the false prophets, people who doesn't acknowledge the truth, who has the spirit of the Antichrist, because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit that is in the world. So we belong to God. He is our good father. Next point. When you wear the full armor of God, God will remind you of who you are. My daughter knew that she was my daughter without any doubt. She is my daughter. There's no denying of it. My dad was uh, the general manager of Coca-Cola for 25 years. And um, I remember on weekends, he would take us to the plant and he would say, you, you can go anywhere, just, just play. Play anywhere. But be careful. And so me and my brothers, I had three brothers, we would go and sneak in where they make those, actually not make, but clean those Coke bottles and put on fresh Coca-Cola. But you're not, we're not allowed to be in there. Unauthorized people are not supposed to be, but we're in there and we're playing. Woo! You know. And I remember one time the security guard spotted us. They're like, oh, we're in trouble. I go like, oh no, we're in, in big trouble. Just about when the security guard was going to get us, somebody came out and said, whoa, 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 whoa. In Filipino, I'm going to say it in Filipino. Okay. He, translate this. Oh, uh, it's okay. It's okay. Kasi anak, anak yan ng mga, anak ng boss yan. Okay lang yan. Okay lang yan. Let them play. Oh. And the security guard leaves. Can you interpret that, Pastor Mark? It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Close. You know, the guy said, it's okay. They're the boss's kids. Let them play. I'll take care of it. There's, there's a certain privilege. There's a certain blessing. Because my dad was the boss. We'll tell you what. Our dad is the boss of this entire universe. Oh my goodness. You guys are free. You can do whatever you want. As long as it's according to his will and his plan. You don't have to live in fear. Here are some promises of God. In 1 Peter 1.23, you can write this down. 1 Peter 1.23, it says, I am the child of God, for I am born again of the incorruptible seed of the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Ephesians 2.10, write it down. I am God's workmanship created in Christ for good works. Revelations 12:11 I am an overcomer by the blood of the lamb Amen. and the word of my testimony. Right. Amen. Amen. Romans 8 
I should slow down. Romans 8, 37. I am more than a conqueror through him who loves me. 1 Peter 2 and 9. Or 1 Peter 2, 9. I am part of a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, purchased people of God. Ephesians 1, 17. Forgiven from all sin, washed in the blood. Forgiven from all sin. Satan will try to tell you, you're only forgiven 99%. You were only washed a little bit. No, the word of God says all sin, washed by the blood of the Lamb. Matthew five fourteen, light of the world. When we are the light of the world, we need to shine. Amen? 1 Corinthians 6, 19. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost, no longer your own. 2 Corinthians 5, 20. I am an ambassador of God. So when you put on the full armor of God, you know who you belong to. You know who you are. But guess who knows who you are too? The enemy. That's why you're target. Remember that story in Acts 19, 13, and, and 16? There were a group of, of Jews, and, and they were doing healing ministry. And it says that when they were laying hands on the sick and the possessed, they were using the name of Jesus. They were saying, in the name of Jesus Christ, whom Paul was preaching, we command you to be gone, be healed. And one time the Spirit says, I know Jesus, I know Paul, but who are you? If you put on the full armor of God, the enemy knows you. He's afraid of you. He is. You're a threat to Satan and all the demons. He wants you down. He wants you out. He wants you to think that you're ineffective. He wants you to think that you have no value, that you are not important. But all these are lies. The third point that I want to make. When you put on the full armor of God, you know your purpose and you know your mission. Is Paul a phlegm here? Paul Laflamme is here. Welcome home, brother. Can we give Paul a hand? And if you're serving in the military, we want to give you a hand too. Thank you for your service. So he stopped by Christmas, uh, before, before Christmas. And he said, you know, he's happy to be home. And he's, he's trying to get his normal life back. But he was wearing his uniform. He said, like, I, I want to get out of this uniform. I, I, I need to, to get some regular uniform. And he said, like, I wore this every single day when I was in training. I go, like, what do you do? Just train. You trained. Training for what? Training for war. Training to protect this nation. 
from anything against harm and danger. So he's ready. If something happens, he's ready. Together with all the military that's been training. Our purpose is to worship God. Psalm 100, verse 1 to 5. Psalm 100, verse 1 to 5. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. When we sang this this morning, thank you worship team. That was an awesome time of worship. Your purpose is to worship God. God created you to worship him. And we already know that we, only, we don't only worship God with songs and, and, and with, with music, but we worship God with our lives. In everything you do, if you do it unto the Lord, that's worship. Do you know the reason why the enemy wants you sick, wants you to have a bad day, wants you distracted, wants you irritated, wants you... You know, just off a little bit because he doesn't want you to worship. When you're feeling bad, when you're having a bad day, all you think about is yourself. Oh, it's so hard. I can't do this anymore. I can't. So when you think that way, when you feel that way, the enemy is succeeding. But could it be when you're wearing the full armor of God and when you begin to feel that way, you go like, in the name of Jesus Christ, whether I'm sick or not, I'm going to praise the Lord. Whether I'm feeling down or not, I'm going to lift up the name of Jesus Christ. That is your purpose. And you have a mission. And I'm going to end with this one. In Mark 16:15, it says, "Go into all the world and preach the gospel of, to all nations." Can we put the, 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 the picture of this this guy? I saw this on Instagram and it spoke to me. I hope it will speak to you too. This is the U.S. Postal Service. Winter woes won't stop us from delivering 506, 536 million pieces of mail each day this holiday season. He's got his uniform. He's got the mail. And he's smiling. You know he works for the postal office. He knows who he is. And he knows his mission. Do you know your mission?
when you wake up in the morning and you're wearing the full armor of God, you wake up with a mission. You go, look, God, what is it that you want us to do today? What do you want me to, to do? Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to say? What do you want me to give? I love, I love the story of my brother Tim when we went to the mission trip in New York. By the way, he, he, did you mention that I was with you and that you were complaining that you were in the line? No, you didn't. You skipped that part. <laughs> so Tim was, was part of the crowd control. And is it okay if I say this? Okay. No? Okay, I won't say it. Let's pray. <laughs> no, Tim was, because Tim knew that he was supposed to be inside, but he was outside doing crowd control. And in, in his heart, he was like, I, I want to be inside, not outside here. You know? And he kept calling me and, and texting me, Richie, we shouldn't be out here. We should be inside praying for those people. And I would text him back or call him. He said, like, no, we are where we're supposed to be. And he said, like, what are, what are we supposed to be here? What are we supposed to do here? I said, great people. Pray for them. Talk to them. I know you heard his testimony. You know what I did? So I was standing there, and I got the part where, you know, I have to make sure that the line is straight. And people were getting upset because people were cutting in line. But finally I said, like, Lord God, what do you want me to do? And there's something about being sensitive with the Lord. The Lord would tell you specifically what you need to do. And when somebody said, my back hurts, I said, can I pray for you? And he looks at me and he goes like, oh, oh, sure, sure. So I prayed for him. I said, do you believe that Jesus Christ has the power to heal you right here, right now in this place? He said, okay, sure. So we prayed. After we prayed, he goes like, a little better and he looks at his friend and he goes like this it's like he's legit this is, this is good stuff and his friend come up to me and he says like I have some liver problems can you pray for me I go like absolutely start praying for this guy after I prayed another person comes he says like I have a shoulder problem after that another person comes I have knee problems after that, another person, I have a headache, I have cold, I have cough. I prayed for like eight, eight people, I think. How did that happen? Because I was in the right place at the right time and I was open for God to use me. And another person comes from far. He says, I saw what you're doing, bro. I'm not sick, I feel good, I'm healthy, but I saw you praying for them. Could you pray that God would give me a TV <laughs> and some food and a big house? And at this point, I was like teary, and I said, if you believe that God will give you television, food every day, and a big house, he will. And so we prayed. Put on the full armor of God can we say that all together 
put on the full armor of God. On verse 18, we're going to end with this one. It says, And pray in the Spirit, Jason, on all occasions, with all kinds of prayer and request. In 19 it says, Pray also for me. Can you say, pray also for me? So that's what we're going to do. I want you guys to stand up. I'm going to encourage you guys to form in a small group. And we're just going to begin to pray for one another. Pray for the full armor of God to be upon you every single day. Never take it off, whether you're sleeping, whether you're eating, even when you're taking a bath, don't take it off. Pray that each one of us will be filled with the Spirit. Pray that we will be healed by the power of God. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church Podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com 